Paul tells us in very straightforward terms what he wants us to include on our bucket list. He simply asks us to live as citizens that reflect the good news about Jesus Christ. He asks us to be firmly united in spirit, united in fighting for the faith, the faith that the good news brings. And he tells us to do that just as he did it, even when we experience suffering and struggles. You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast for Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California. I want to begin this morning with a question for you. I'm kind of wondering what experiences you might have on your bucket list. You know what I mean. What are those really powerful experiences that you still want to have before you die? Maybe you want to parachute out of an airplane, or or maybe you want to eat at exotic restaurants in France, or maybe you want to connect with long-lost friends. What are those experiences that you would like to have before you die? Have you even made the list? Personally, I've I've never written down an official bucket list. I'm, I'm not exactly sure why, but I just never bothered to give it too much thought. There were a couple things that I thought I never wanted to do, There was a time when I said I never wanted to visit Nebraska. Now, before you get mad, I have nothing against Nebraska. I just started to notice as I came to California that a lot of the people that were Lutherans had been to Nebraska and knew all about it. And I wanted to be one of those Lutheran pastors from America who got to heaven and had never been to Nebraska. I wanted to know what St. Peter would do in that moment. He would have to let me into heaven. There's that grace alone, faith alone clause. But maybe he would put me in the cheap seats. I'm not sure. Uh, Since then, I have been to Nebraska, so I can't even put that on my bucket list anymore. And the other thing I didn't want to do, I didn't want to become a curmudgeon as I became old. We'll see how that goes. Seriously, beyond that, I have not spent much time thinking about my formal bucket list. Maybe I'm too busy, maybe I'm too lazy, or or maybe I'm just in denial about how old I really am. But in all honesty, the truth is, I'm also very happy with the many, many blessings and opportunities that God brings my way. In fact, Noah, I mean this in all sincerity, listening to you play the organ after the last service was one of those great moments that I just am going to cherish for a long time. The music here at Bethany Lutheran Church is a blessing indeed. So I've never really spent too much time putting things on my bucket list, and and maybe that means that a trip to the Holy Land also wasn't on my official bucket list, but I'm very grateful to the people of Bethany Lutheran Church because on October 6th, that's exactly what I'm going to do. There's 25 of us from Bethany who are traveling to Israel and Jordan in a couple weeks, and I hope you'll uh, accept my eternal gratitude for that And I also hope that you'll keep all of us in prayer as we travel. In any event, I just want to think about this. It really is very easy for most of us living here today to at least dream about what experiences might be on our bucket list. And most of us can also find the means to make some of those things happen, too. Even if we aren't able to travel to exotic places or see majestic things, we aren't, maybe we aren't interested in, in experiencing new cultures, but maybe we want to learn new skills or, or hone some existing talents that we already have. We have many, many blessings and opportunities in our culture, do we not? 
And of course, we do need to continue to give thanks to God for all of these opportunities, but that's not exactly the thrust of this morning's message. This morning, we want to think a little more about what a blessing it is that the Holy Spirit has gathered us as his forgiven children. And in particular, we want to think about what experiences God now desires for us while we live our lives as his children. And in the section of Philippians that we read this morning, Paul, by the power of the Holy Spirit, was doing exactly that. He was reminding us of just how truly blessed we really are as God's forgiven children, and he was inspiring and inviting us to live accordingly. Although he didn't use the phrase bucket list, it looks to me like he was making a bucket list, a bucket list for himself and a bucket list for us too. So let's take a look. From what we know about Paul's life, we can be pretty sure that he was in prison and in Rome when he wrote this letter to the Philippians. A few paragraphs into this letter, he told us that the Roman prison guards knew exactly why he was in prison, because he had been proclaiming Jesus Christ for so long. And as it turns out, he was continuing to proclaim Jesus Christ even to those Roman prison guards. And we know from Acts 23 that Paul was in prison in Rome because he was awaiting his own trial. So, in the section of Philippians that we read today, Paul reveals to us that he is well aware that the trial might not go his way. You see, in the Roman Empire of his day, if a trial didn't go your way, it really didn't go your way. So he says this, Whether I live or die, I speak very boldly and I honor Christ in my body now and always. Christ means everything to me in this life, and when I die, I will have even more. So yes, Paul is well aware that his own death could be right around the corner, but he isn't afraid of death. And because death is around the corner, he doesn't stop proclaiming Jesus Christ. And this is all because he is confident that the resurrected Christ gave him the sure promise that he too will rise to new life. And my friends, whether you think your death is right around the corner or decades down the road, you can have that same confidence. When the Holy Spirit's gift of faith settled in your hearts, Christ gathered you to be his child, and that's a forever thing. And this brought about a profound change in your life, your life here on this earth and your eternal life. Now, I'm always aware that there may be people listening to this message, especially as we broadcast this on the internet, people who haven't wrapped their brain around that true statement that I just said. On the one hand, it's a very simple statement, and on the other hand, it's, it's very radical. But it's truth, and it's comforting, And it's good news, so I want to try to say it again. The Spirit of God offers faith in Jesus Christ to everyone, whether they are in prison or not, whether they deserve to be in prison or not. And when that gift is received and settles into your hearts, well, God has gathered you into his eternal family. And this does bring about a profound change in your life, your life here on earth and your eternal life. It's just that simple, my friends. Trust in Jesus. Let him gather you into his eternal family. 
And for those of us who live with that gift for quite a while, well, sometimes, unfortunately, we tend to sort of forget about how profound and how wonderful it is. We go about our daily lives busying ourselves with things, and and we sort of forget about it a little bit. So I want to read an excerpt from a Korean Lutheran High School student who graduated a few months ago. She presented the school with a beautiful painting that she had painted just a few days before her graduation. And the painting was inspired by her experiences at Korean Lutheran High School. And as she presented the painting, she talked about what those experiences were and what they meant to her. I didn't know this young lady, but as soon as she was finished with her presentation, I asked her for her notes and asked her for for permission to share her experiences. Later that day, she sent me her notes and gave me permission to do just that. Here's part of what she said. You have to understand that at Korean Lutheran High School, the freshmen read the Old Testament and the sophomores then read the New Testament. So she says this, Following my Old Testament classmen in my freshman year, I was thrilled to read the second half of the Bible. I had never read the complete Bible for myself, and it was interesting to see what it had in store other than people parting seas and bread raining from the sky. When I reached some of Paul's letters, I couldn't believe what I was reading. This Paul guy is a madman, laying in prison and writing to those outside of prison, wanting to bring more people to Christ without caring what will happen to himself on the next day. I sat at my desk, feeling a surge of inspiration wash through me. It felt like an epiphany, a spark in my mind, a calm breeze drifting over the turbulent, stormy sea of my heart. The gift of faith found a home in this young lady's heart, and she was deeply moved. Just as Paul was aware that his death was right around the corner, this young lady was aware that because of Jesus, her life would be forever changed. And sometimes we need that reminder. So let's get back to Paul for a little bit. He too knew that the gift of faith profoundly changed his life. And as he wrote this letter to the Philippians, he is calmly contemplating what he will do with the days that he has left on earth. And he's encouraging us to do the same. Now, his bucket list that he puts together, well, it's a little different than the ones we were thinking about just a few minutes ago. When we think about our bucket lists, we tend to think about those experiences that we haven't had yet, those new experiences that we hope to have before we die. Paul, though, doesn't seem to be interested at this point in having new experiences. Look again in his list. In verse 20, he includes this. I eagerly expect and hope that I will have nothing to be ashamed of. I will speak very boldly and honor Christ in my body now as always. And then in verse 22, he says he wants to live his life to produce more results. And in verse 25, he tells us something about those desired results, those things, those results that he's already been having. He says that his desire continues to be to help us grow and be joyful in our faith. So as we look at Paul's bucket list, we can't help but notice that really of all the items that are on there, they fall under one big category, more of the same. And because of the gift Jesus Christ has given him, he wants to continue to live and speak in all circumstances so that Christ is honored and so that his life produces even more results. And those results have been proclaiming Jesus to everyone so that they come to faith even perhaps the prison guards in Rome, 
and encouraging fellow believers, fellow believers like us, encouraging us and helping us grow in our faith. That's what Paul had been doing with his life ever since he met Jesus on the road that day, and that's what he wants us to keep doing with whatever, with whatever days we have left. You see, in verse 27, Paul tells us in very straightforward terms what he wants us to include on our bucket list. And you can't help but notice that he wants essentially the same thing for us that he wants for himself. He simply asks us to live as citizens that reflect the good news about Jesus Christ. He asks us to be firmly united in spirit, united in fighting for the faith, the faith that the good news brings. And he tells us to do that just as he did it, even when we experience suffering and struggles. I want to take a moment, though, to understand what we are and are not being asked to do here. I really don't think that Paul is asking us to avoid all of those new and interesting experiences that might be on our bucket list. Of course, he does expect us to avoid bucket list experiences that don't reflect the glory of Jesus Christ. At this point, he doesn't elaborate what those are, but we have the idea. Similarly, I don't think that Paul is asking us to drop everything in our lives as he did and then spend our lives traveling from place to place planting Christian communities. Certainly, God does call some of his believers to be foreign missionaries. But Paul is insisting that all of us spend our lives speaking boldly and honoring Christ with our bodies, reflecting the good news about Christ. So if you have made a bucket list, you're still okay. Paul is simply asking you to honor Christ in all circumstances, those new and fun and exciting circumstances and those circumstances that are going to include struggle and suffering. And Paul asks this because he wants our lives to produce even more results, the same results that his life did. He wants us to encourage fellow believers in the faith. He wants us to proclaim Jesus Christ in all circumstances so that others might know the joy of being gathered, just like we do. So before I finish this morning, I want to leave you with the rest of that presentation from that young lady at Crean Lutheran High School. You remember that she already mentioned her experiences in her freshman and sophomore years, and as she read some of Paul's letters, the words of Scripture planted faith in her heart. That's how scripture works. It's a living and active word of the Holy Spirit, and it accomplishes that task. She described the experience of coming to faith as an epiphany, a calm breeze drifting over her heart, and now then she concludes her presentation. She says, it wasn't until my junior year that I found out what that moment was and what it meant for me. So many have laid down so others could rise. This amount of trust has been carried down through generations to me. I found it somewhat absurd that a mere man could have so much love that he would lay down his own life for the sake of others. But if we can believe in Jesus, what else can we not believe? There is nothing that can fail us now. God made this world once and he will make it again. I felt what Paul did. I felt what he had done and I felt what he had done for me. From a non-Christian to a devoted follower, God has blinded my eyes but allowed me to see again. 
Paul allowed me to see that change can happen, and it can happen for good. I've seen what he has done for others just like me, and now I must do the same. Powerful words from a new Christian, are they not? She seems to have resonated with what Paul is putting on her bucket list. She knows how amazing it is to have been gathered around the gospel of Jesus Christ and she desires to live and speak in ways that invite others to be gathered around that same gospel. Brothers and sisters, we, we have been gathered around that same gospel, and this is the best experience that will ever be on our bucket list. And because we have been gathered, we also have been asked to live and speak in ways that invite others to be gathered with us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562 210-0463. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed week.